Welcome to the podcast that almost never got recorded. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I was about ready to just throw my computer if it didn't work. This is the, our fourth try. <laughs> this is our, isn't this five? No, four. Okay, four. Okay. Anyway, um, welcome back. We're going to jump into uh, an issue just right off the bat here real quick. Um, it's more of a broad issue. It's been something that Heidi and I have been kind of discussing with each other for, for quite some time now. Um, and I think we, we both definitely have, she definitely sees where I'm coming from, um, in, in this issue. And I think she's, you agree, right? Absolutely. You completely yep. agree. I don't, Absolutely. we didn't have any Okay. Cause let's all. just say real quick, obviously you guys know from the title, we're talking about biblical womanhood, Yes. but Brandon has shared, I've done a woman's study on biblical womanhood using Lori Alexander's study mm -hmm. guide. Um, and it's kind of come up again, I think in the forefront, just because my mom has picked up the study and is doing it with a group of women again this summer as well. Um, and we have talked before about the fact that there are some aspects of biblical womanhood where Brandon and I don't see eye to eye. But let me clarify that. The difference being we agree that scripture is very clear in the role for men and women. We agree that the Bible is very, very clear specifically for women and what a biblical woman is to look like, our role and everything in that. Sure. We very much agree that our society and even the Christian culture that we have today is not largely in line with God's word on those topics. But where we are slightly a little bit, I lean more one way, he lay, leans more the other way, is I would be more strict about it, mm -hmm. where he is much more laid back and it's okay, we don't need to freak out, everybody calm down, you know, type of a thing yeah, on it. Yeah, you would think that it would be with a guy, it would be the opposite. Yeah, so I think people assume, would, yeah, that right. you're over here like, you are woman, you submit, yeah, you no, only I'm, do this. I'm completely yeah, the he's way more lax about it and I am much more kind of uppity yeah I'm, <laughs> i guess I'm, about this topic. i'm way more for the women rights side of it i guess if in that way no that's just not that's that a, we he's, not in, he's bringing I'm, in I'm this joking. like feminist yeah, no. agenda yeah let's yeah, clarify no, I'm joking. um um but yeah i mean you're definitely uh, a lot more strict out of than I am. And but I, that was I a think point that I was going to make, so I'm glad you did. Yes, but I think that on my point of it too is that kind of comes from living the life, the normal worldly life of I am woman, hear me roar, and independent ladies, and all of that other stuff. So my really sure come to jesus moment where i really got my life right and where i really dove in and said hey if god's word says this like it means what it says and it says what it means why, why are we trying to make it say something mm -hmm. else and so if i am truly to know god's word and walk in his ways um i i have to to apply these things to my life and so for me because i was such the opposite of this kind of biblical woman ideal um i am a lot harsher on myself it's not that i'm trying to be harsher on other people but i am harsher on myself about it whereas you have never been harsh like about this topic right. to me you know what i mean like it's, it's a self-imposed sure thing that good. i think is important to I clarify mean, that's respectable and it's something that i think that every woman should want in their heart to get to um but if we're but being it, for real that's where it it all yeah, and that's falls your natural together enemy for us. too. That yeah. that's what you don't want to give up. 
I mean, that's exactly yes, and I know that I see is. that in Genesis. I understand <laughs> that understand curse, that. and that's why I am so like, nope. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not uh, doing that's that. The, I mean, that's the, there will always be that thing. You will always not want to listen to what I tell you. Yes, uh, regardless of whether it's good or whether. And I don't it's care how many biblical womanhood else. studies and things like that that I've done. I battle that every single day because every single day there is that fleshly part of me that yes it's gotten it's quieter as years have gone on but I still am like well why do you want like I am not a competitive person until it comes to you yeah and then I'm like well I have to win (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is we're winning over I have to win you know so it is an everyday thing that I have to stop myself and be like okay hold on why am I being a lunatic about this? Yeah, and and so with all that being said, and this is going to lead in, this is almost two topics that I've been wanting to talk about, but since the um since the since it just got a brought got brought up today, yes, try that again, Moses. There we go. All right. Um, and for those in the back, <laughs> since it got yeah, brought up today, thank you. Um, this will be um kind of kind of two issues here, but it being. I am seeing with this biblical womanhood, with this um, not just in not just in your study, but because I've seen this in Lori's stuff, and I've seen because again, as you noted, I don't agree with everything that Lori says, sure, and I don't agree with everything that you that you like believe that Lori says. I mostly I do, and that's why I fully uh-huh. endorse the book, and and you know. That's fine because it's not that we're disagreeing on the principles. Yeah, it's of not the, the things, principles are it's right, kind of the, but there's the definitely of them. those definite those definite um, eyebrow raisers for people that people ask usually in the comments to her. Not the ones that are nasty, but the ones that are eyebrow raised. Like, hey, how do you do? That's me. Yeah, like that would be me. And I'm like, I don't think that you know a couple different things that you know. And she, anyway, I don't want to turn this on to that. <laughs> That's so, not the point of what we're trying to get to today. The, the point of, though, that we are trying to get to, though, is m- noting that I don't completely agree with that. And then just kind of looking on this on the uh, on the other side of it going, OK, there is a, a large issue that I'm seeing in this whole thing that these women are turning their husbands into their idols. Absolutely. And let us just say that we want to have this conversation. We say this with love because some of you who I'm sure are listening to this, yes, this is directed to you. Sure. We have seen this a multiple times, yes. multiple times to different degrees, of course, but multiple times within our following, our church, kind of our group of, of people that we talk to, you know, on a normal basis um, to the point that we have had a couple women even completely leave the church. Mm-hmm. And now they are either back to doing nothing or they have gotten involved in some crazy culty type things Yeah, because, well, I have to be a submissive wife. Well, and this and, is what my husband wants. So we've that's lost a lot of people yeah Yeah. like you said we've lost a lot of people to that so yes we are saying this in seriousness directly to some of you um but again this isn't this isn't meant to to go out at any this is just a very serious topic so with everything we need to pause we need to hold the mirror up we need to say hey is this me am i doing this let me take this to scripture let me take this to prayer lord convict me if this is you know in the areas that i am struggling with this um 
but it is something that we've really been trying to hold our tongue on for nearly the past year for various mm-hmm. different um, things. And, and, and more just keeps coming up. And I know you've talked about it directly with our church um, in, in, in um, sermons and messages prior, but it was one of those, you know, this would be a good podcast topic to put out there just in general across the board. So. Yeah. And, and it might, and I love each and every one of you, and it might Absolutely. sting a little bit with what I'm going to say, because it might, you may get offended. You may be like, oh my gosh, why, why didn't you? Because it's not something that, it, it's something that needed to build, I think, and it, before it was ever addressed. And this is just a more broad way of reminding people, though, um, that not only not only the church and the book study that you're doing, but just in general, that um, these principles apply regardless of whether yeah. you're here or not. Yeah, this can apply to you if you've never done a biblical woman study and you have no interest in doing one, right? Like these, these go across the board. To go ahead and set this up for you guys a little bit, I mean, something that we just keep seeing so often is we will see women who are, and this doesn't, ha- this isn't, we're speaking of the experience that we've had from our ministry and our church, but this happens for many other solid ministries and churches and things as well okay but the problem that we see so often is there is usually a woman first who starts to feel convicted starts to listen to god's call and is really wanting to get involved because they, they're really wanting to be discipled and taught and, and really dig into this stuff, right? And so they either start listening to one of the Bible studies, they start um, joining us for church and getting involved and listening to the sermons and really wanting to, you know, have a shepherd, have a pastor really like teach me. They're just hungry for this information. You know, they they really want to get in and understand it. Um, they've come from many different backgrounds within the church or, or, what, or maybe new to the faith altogether. Together, and they're really hungry to be discipled and really brought up and study into this. And so they'll be going, 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 going. And this is where I think spiritual warfare and a lot of this stuff plays into it. But then many, many times in steps the husband at some point. And the husband either hasn't been around, now he is around, he's an unbeliever, and now he's starting to feel, you know, annoyed or uncomfortable with the level of, you know, biblical whatever that's coming into the home. Or maybe the husband's a believer, but he just wants to go a different way. Well, not wants to go a different way, but he just kind of is a believer, but not really in, in, mm. in practice, just more so like he checks off the box, but doesn't live it out, is, is where we see this the most often. Right. And we, I mean, and guys, speaking from experience, we've had so many women that Brandon and I both, and even Pastor Travis and his wife Alexis, have really gotten to study and counsel with. And, you know, and we take everything in absolute confidence of what they're going through. And we're trying to help. We're trying to do this. And the next thing you know, they just go, they fall off the face of the map. Yep. And you're like, what's I just, going not on? Right now, I just thought of another one that I hadn't even yeah. thought about in a while. But it's so. like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Are you okay? Like, did something happen? Is there something we can do to help? You know, what happened? And, and, and a lot of times it comes down to, well, my husband wants us to do this. Or one right. even was like, my husband, I know that this is a, you know, sometimes it's literally the husband's involved in a, a non-biblical type, wants to be a church type religion type thing that they get pulled off into 
Or my husband, you know, he wants to do this or he wants to do that. So I want to be a submissive wife. So I am stepping away from the church or I am, uh, you know, just not, I'll catch up later or whatever the case may be. Cause don't worry. I'm still reading my Bible. So everything's okay. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to be a submissive wife. So my time in discipleship and study in being there for church and meeting and all of that stuff is going to get put on the back burner because I'm being a good submissive submissive wife. So I am now doing these things with my spouse versus the things I was doing. Um, is that a good setup? Does that make sense? I think that is a very, very good setup. Okay. Um, and I, I think that I'm trying to make sure that this is coming across that highlighted my, um, my irritation for the subject a little bit because I think that Sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I think I've I've been guilty before of telling people and I think um, us teachers of the word or, or you know what whatever are guilty of telling people that they must read their Bibles because which, on one hand yes you must yes, spend time in the word reading every day absolutely very important but nowhere but in scripture. <laughs> Does it tell you to just read scripture? Yeah. And to be in it every day? Nowhere can you find that in there. It tells you to study it. Yeah. It tells you to know it. Yes. It tells you to be involved in a local body of church and it show it, it, it tells you to be under a shepherd. And there's very clear reasons for why it is specific with saying those things right absolutely and and it doesn't this isn't about a man you're not no. listening to a man you don't need a man to tell you what it means that's true that's very true okay but when we say that we're not saying that you don't need a shepherd you need a shepherd because you can get blown away and taken away the enemy is trying to get at you when you have little understanding, that's when a lot of times you're easily attacked the most and you just get, you know, swayed by every wind of doctrine. And, you know, the, I, I guess before I get too far ahead of myself, this your, your comment about being the submissive wife. Yeah. Well, I counter that with Matthew 10, 38 and say, if you and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Okay, this, if you do not hate mother, brother, daughter, wife, husband. Luke 14, 26. Do you know what that means? That means above your husband, you're submissive to Christ. Yep. Above all. And you don't get to claim that while submitting to whatever my husband wants is submiss being submissive to Christ. That's not true. Because your husband doesn't make the law. Your husband is subjected to Christ just as you are. Be it he's a believer or not a believer, right? That's a, it's a whole topic. I get it. But your submission goes, and this is where I feel like a lot of people... <clears throat> are getting they're taking what we're saying about like diving into the biblical woman part but they're taking that's what you said they're like creating an idol because mm -hmm. they are instead of it going 
God first, husband second, children third. It's becoming husband. It's becoming husband first, God second, God second children, children third. Children third, yep. This and order that, is way out of whack. That is huge, 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 huge. And this isn't, listen guys, this isn't just me that's saying this. Let's, I mean, we can take this, we weigh everything with scripture. Let me, I'll reference Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And Paul writes to the Ephesians here. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers. I have to stop right there and explain something really quick here because this is where a lot of people get really, really sensational about things like this. Okay. Jesus chose certain men with certain gifts and gave them as a gift to the church. He gave to the church four different types. Okay, the apostles wrote and recorded New Testament doctrine. Prophets were New Testament prophets who received and gave out direct revelation from God to the early church. This would be Paul, Peter. The, this is direct revelation from God. John. Nobody today. Nobody today. <laughs> to before clarify. the scriptures were completed, and evangelists were those who took the gospel to the lost. Okay, preachers and teachers. The, the Greek word for it, it means a shepherd, pastor is where we get it from. Okay, so the, the shepherd's job, the teacher's job is to feed the, the church the Lord's word. Okay, this is a sheep cannot go and graze on its own path. It's going to fall off a cliff. So, continuing on, I just had to explain that. But, you know, when, when we Make talk sure about the sensational, here. the prophets. and the yeah. No, the prophets were, we Hold were talking phone. about New Testament prophets here that received direct revelation from God. We're not talking about continuing prophets. Okay, can, in verse 12. And to equip, now let me read it again in context. Verse 11. And he gave the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. For what? To equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Building it up until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, in deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head of Christ. Okay, see, see, the direction that we're going into is growing up. And why? So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by and carried about by every wind of doctrine. And that's what happens when you women go off and think that you can just be in the word yourself or that you think that all of a sudden your husband now is a spiritual leader in your home and he's just going to teach you the Bible. Well, how does that spiritually lead you if he has no idea what he's doing? That doesn't do you any good whatsoever. And it's frustrating because we have lot, I have seen people. And let me just add, if your husband does know what he's doing, 
why is he taking you away if you are in if if you're in some kind of heretical type teaching and your husband says whoa 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 I'm under, I'm how do you how are you reconciling that with scripture your husband can come to you and say hey how are you doing that scripturally like if your husband really is educated and understanding here but if your husband truly does know God's word and he is doing that why is he taking you away from solid biblical teaching sure and you need you need a shepherd how does that plain make sense? and simple I mean it's it's right there in scripture that's what God gave the shepherds to the church for that yep and for these things so you this is how you don't this is you don't wander into false doctrines into false things and and the lord presents himself and gives you these opportunities and you know it kills me to see all of these these people that have that have come and and just poured themselves into learning and they'll just be right on right on right on and then something like this happens and then they're gone and they're completely off of the map and then come to find out, even later on, with some of them, they went and they had a, a, a heck of a hor- you know time with uh, personally with their husbands. They thought that this was going to be the greatest thing ever, and it wasn't. So it's it's really it's really alarming to see because the way that this goes is usually not good. Um, but let me finish it up here. Um, reading verse sixteen just to finish it up. We're growing up into the head who is Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Okay, it it you see we're talking about joints being held together and different things like that. We we must have this fellowship and this faith and this this. Um, <clears throat> you know, a, a lot of times that requires you to be active. Again, we've asked the question before, if you're if you're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time, why can't you be there? Why can't you be involved? Is there a reason for that? You would go to anything else or do anything else as you normally would. So why can't you? You know, if you don't want to, you know, if you're like, I'd rather stay home with my husband, fine, then do church online, but you do it live. But... I mean, that's just getting into the suggestion point now as opposed to talking about the actual issue here because the actual issue is just, it's, there's, it, it, you can't do that. Um, and it's, <clears throat> you, you have to be so incredibly strong to be able to do that. There's very few women in our ministry right now that are that strong. And the ones that are that strong are married. So, and, and their husbands are believers and solid believers. So you, you, you tend to go off into the haze if you go in this direction of thinking that you need to spend and, and give everything to your husband and forego your time with Christ. And that means truly learning and growing. And especially if we're dealing with spiritual battles and we're trying to quit something or trying to do something like that, we cannot 
neglect having that shepherd there to walk you through this consistently and to learn and to just consistently feed yourself with the word and learn it and be in it and know it and know how to navigate through these times. You know, you should get to the point where you don't have any questions. You know what's going on and you know how to answer everything that you say. So, you've still got a lot of these worldly things in you. What makes you think that you're going to be able to hold this together on your own? This is an enemy trying to pull you away from something. And you have to realize that. Okay, Jesus, we, we've just gone over the parables in Matthew 13 in our church. Okay, the, the, the enemy is out there planting weeds. And he's snatching away understanding. And, and he just wants you to not, not get it. Not succeed. And the smallest little thing that he can do that you wouldn't even think is the tools that he's going to use to be able to drag you down even further. So my, my plea is just to please do not turn your husband into an idol. Nowhere in scripture does it say to do that. And I don't think many women realize that they are doing that because sure, I think don't. if I thought of every person we've had this issue with in the past year, I don't think any of them would, would, say, would say that they correct. have done that. You're hundred percent correct. And, and I truly believe that you truly do see it that way. I, I do. I do. Yeah. And, I absolutely and do. I'm this not is not as an, a, an attack on you. No, 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 and, no, no, no. And that's because I know you believe this in your heart. And I know that you believe that, that that you think this is what you should do. Yes. I, I don't doubt that. No, but what we're saying here is if any other human being, right, is causing you to put God on the back burner. And what we mean by that is not only, yes, of course, the way you live, the way you talk, the way you behave, you know, being a, a biblical woman, right, in action and speech, your time reading God's word and being in prayer every day, but also your meeting with your church body, your discipleship, yes. your teaching, your instruction, your having a pastor. Yes, you, you, we have That's the church the body and all of that stuff. Important. The involvement is for the accountability. That's what helps us. That's what really builds us up, you guys. And it's so easy to forego. Why do you think we're commanded to not forego it? Right. But your time with a good, solid Bible teacher to help shepherd you. So important. So this is where, yes, important. we are. I mean, it's, we are, in Hebrews, we are commanded not to neglect to meet. Yes. And let me just add this little caveat here to what Brandon just said. Guys, many of you know our story. We both grew up in Christian homes, Christian schooling, the whole nine, but we, we didn't live right lives. You know, we would have told you we were Christians, but if you would have watched what our daily lives look like, you would have been like, how, how oh, can you yeah, say that? Right. No, because no, we no, grew no. up and we took it for granted if we're being honest. And I've shared with you guys how I struggled and I would like fill this pool to want to get into church and have some accountability and get involved with others and um, be in 
the word and doing all of those things. And it always caused fights and issues within our marriage to various different degrees. But sometimes guys, it got really, really bad. And um, do not neglect to pray for your husband be it he's an unbeliever or he's a believer that just, you know, doesn't live as he should or whatever it might be. But I would pray for my husband and my prayer was, Lord, let him at least just go to church with me and it not be a fight. Like if he, if he could even like somewhat enjoy going to church once a week, that would be, that was like my ideal prayer, right? Which I giggle at now because God blessed us. It took a lot longer than I thought it would, but he blessed us in so many more ways. And I'm so thankful for that. But Brandon has shared it. And guys, when you continue to show your spouse, honey, I love you. And he should see in many of those ways of you're serving him and submitting to him in the ways that you should as his wife, that's going to be a big, a big game changer. But even more so, I don't care. You could, you could do all the biblical womanhood stuff and have an awesome marriage. And that's great. That's all fine and dandy. But if your husband's soul is still not right with the Lord and he spends eternity in hell, what have you really done for him? Let's just be for real. So your husband's an unbeliever or he claims to be a Christian, but he doesn't walk the walk, right? Like I would say that's where I was with you. If I would have just done the cutesy little Susie homemaker stuff to be a great biblical wife, but you never got right with God and therefore spent eternity in hell. How did I really help you? How was I really serving you? Really? How? True. And, How? and this isn't a conversation to say whether or not I was saved or not. We're not Calvinist. No, 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 no. I'm not we're doing so, that. We're just not talking about we but don't, we don't being, know. We don't pronounce salvation. We don't know who is and who isn't saved. So your husband. But how is that really serving you? Exactly. So you're saying, well, I'm trying to be a good submissive wife. And my husband, you know, he wants to do this. So I'm just going to back off. I just want him to be happy. I've got to submit to him. No, you submit to the Lord first and foremost. So when I finally said, you know what? I'm reading my Bible every day. I'm, I make sure that I do the things with the home. Like I'm doing the things that I need to do to make sure my heart is right. And I am serving you and, and things of that nature. And you should be seeing a change in me. I'm not perfect, but you should be seeing a change in me. And then you should see by what I am prioritizing and what I am doing that the change roots back to God's word. It was because I was being changed and transformed by God's word that I wasn't fighting with you so much. I wasn't doing this. I wasn't doing that. And you were seeing it because when you were like, hey, come on, let's go do this. I'm like, well, hold on. I haven't finished my reading. Hold on. I'm doing that. You know what I mean? Like you saw by my actions that I was like, yeah, honey, I'm totally there for you. But you got to hold on a second. But this is my priority. This is my focus. Did it cause fights and arguments? Absolutely it did. Yeah. But it wasn't until, because usually I would try to do this, then it would cause fights and arguments and I would back off and I'd go, well, I'll just do it later. I'll just put that on the back burner. We'll go do all of this stuff you want to do. And maybe it's really fun and great and wonderful and all of that. But I will put my discipleship with God's word, with my, my studying and my teachings and all that other stuff. You tried to take me to a mega church, so there was no wonder I hated it. Okay. Well, I still wouldn't act the same way to this day. Okay. That was before, (laughs) that was before I knew that that was a mega church. So that doesn't count. That is true. Um, and I'm just saying I'd act the same way. I know. But, um, yes, if you're, if you're involved in some wonky stuff and your husband's like, yeah, no way I'm not getting involved with that. Um, Hopefully he can show you biblically where you're wrong. (laughs) And yes, you do need to be pulled away from any wonky things. But guys, I'm telling you that so many times when when my walk with the Lord would start to cause arguments, my response was to back off. 
I'll do it later. I'll, I won't, you know, I'll just put it on the back burner. I need to spend time with my husband. We need to do this. We need to do that. Whatever. That was always my go-to response. And guys, it would cause me, next thing you know, I would skip a day, skip a couple days. I would start to backpedal. And my husband got what he wanted because now he's not being interrupted by all of this Jesus stuff, right? And then before you knew it, I was back to square one. So it wasn't until I finally, after so many tries, was like, hold on, this comes first and then I'll get to that stuff. And it's so Sorry, funny because I'm doing this now right now. But, I but that's, but you credit that to go, that's when you were you like. You know what I, what made me cringe is literally the mega church movement is what made me cringe, making me literally not want to go to church. I didn't know that's what it was then. Yeah, you know now. I had no idea. I thought all church was the, you know, like the same. I had no all, idea. Yeah. But being there, I'm like, I abhor this, this fake, I always, you you're know, I always would say. You're going to get off into a totally different topic here. <laughs> okay, so you're right, we are. But my point, but my point being though, that it wasn't until the, bad thing. the time that I was like, sorry, dude, you're going to have to hold on a second. This is my priority. This is my focus that it made you go, oh, dang what's going on she's really serious about this she's not letting up it started to convict you which caused you to you to get really cranky and upset that and donald trump yeah that too but it caused That's you true story. But hold on it caused you to get cranky and us to be like button heads about stuff but when i didn't give up and i stood firm saying sorry this is first priority it caused me to grow but it caused you to go okay you know what hold on i'm gonna have to stop and look at this Remember, like that's well, what I don't really think, caused it, but such I don't, a big. I don't think it was as dramatic as that. It wasn't because you decided to re you want it. I mean, you felt the call, but we had been coming out of. No, no, no. But I'm just saying. But in theory, here to share for everyone to understand. If I would have just been like, eh, whatever, and start backing off, right. it wasn't a big deal. We would have just continued on like we were. It was by the not backing down and standing yeah. firm that that's sure. the point I'm trying to make that that caused yeah. you to be like, oh, well, she's really not getting over this, is she? I guess I either better jump on board or well, <laughs> know but then, that. Well, then and there's there's importance, though, in clarifying what I just said, though, is because me from that side of a point of view is no, you were not you were not um, combative with it nope. or nope. Um, you know, like you weren't like on some train that like better than you train. You just nope. started reading your Bible. Yep. And that's what really got me interested in. You were really, you know, I was just like, you know, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And that's really what got me. And I mean, that was the Lord. But then the Lord led us into, um, you know, just in, in directions that we needed to go and use the right people to put in our lives, but that that doesn't always happen for everybody. And, you know, I think this whole, this whole thing can be summed up and I, it sounds like we're picking on people and, and, but no, I mean, we're just reminding people again about this husband idol to remind not to let anything, you know, take you away from your relationship with the Lord. And it's, you know, if we're going by scripture here, you need to be, active and involved in in the word and in under a shepherd um and 
Because guys, especially in these days of deception, it is so easy. I think especially for us women, it's just our nature, you guys. It is so easy to be swayed and pulled into wonky stuff. Sure. Guys, they capture the consciousness of weak women. Yep. And even, I mean, it's other women that do it. These people, you know, and it's so easy to get pulled off into these things. And you want to go all gung-ho and switch everything over because you're on to this train now and blah, blah, whatever. And um, that's why it is so important to have a strong biblical support system and you have that through the fellowship of your church body you have that through you know friends and accountability and through your pastors you know that are really there to mentor you and shepherd you to be open when you have questions and you're trying to understand and hopefully your husband will come along with that and hopefully by your example of standing firm in these things, it will cause your spouse to also grow alongside of you in making sure that God is first, your marriage is second, your children are third. Um, and, and that's the importance of trying to say, no, like I will stand firm. I won't use this, you know, oh, well, my husband's gone. Now he's back. My husband isn't a believer, so it makes him uncomfortable. My husband is a believer, but he doesn't want to get, he just right. wants to play Sunday Christian. He doesn't want to do this all the time. And I just don't want to make him uncomfortable. I don't want to cause issues. I want to be a good submissive wife. So I'm just going to put church on the back burner. I'll catch up with it later. No. Does not work. No. Sure. Do we all have busy seasons where sometimes life just gets crazy and hectic with the family and it's just like things are a little out of balance for a minute? That happens. Let's be for real. It happens for every single one of us. But sure. The problem is then not correcting that and getting your balance in order. We should try to do everything we can to minimize that impact. And the heart of the issue being, is it really that the times are off or you just don't want to disturb your husband and and cause a potential argument so you're putting stuff on the back burner? Right. And, That's a big and issue. most of the time, it's it's the latter. Like, let's be for real with ourselves, yeah. right? When we talk about that, like, is it really, would it really be no, so bad? No, it causes to say, issue. It does. It hey, causes honey, fights. At, at this time, I'm doing that. Come and join me. And if not, I'll be ready. We can do that after, right? Like, right. where are and we at? It does cause fights, but, you know, that's, and that, again, that's another thing that Jesus said. So be um, ready for it. Be ready not, for not, it. Not, not to combat it and fight it, but just know that it's coming and yeah. say, Hey, I understand. I just, I've got to, I've got to, you know, I've got this, you know, that I've got to get done and then we can go do whatever. Yep. Hopefully that makes sense. I Hopefully that came out, out right. Uh, I think we've, we've been waiting long enough for this one. So I think and if it, it didn't did. And you have questions, ask and we'll happily clarify. I mean, I am every single woman that this has come and been an issue with in our ministry. I mean, I still pray for every day because it just breaks my heart to see people that just, well, my husband wants this and I want to be a good godly wife. So yeah, we're just like going to walk missing, away from the church. And I'm like, how here. is that? How is walking away from the church being a good godly wife? Well, I'll still read my Bible. Don't worry. My husband said he'll read with me. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, no. no. Well, when you read your Bible, you'll find out. There's nowhere in Scripture that. that, Yeah, exactly. That's not. That's definitely not how that works. So, um, we love you guys and and hope that uh, hope that this came out the right way. Um, If anybody, anybody should hate me because this is all going to your. (laughs) (laughs) But, yep. If you, any arguments need to be backed up with scripture. Yep. And pray for your husbands. Cover them in prayer if this is an issue that you are going with, that God will use this to bring your spouse to him as well. And you guys will all grow together, you know, to the glory of God and all of that. You know, always be praying. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? I think that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today.